Welcome to another fabulous, fantastic, and epic show called My Orgasmic Life. And I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And today, I have a special guest. I have a porn expert. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I have so much fun just saying that. <laughs> I don't know why. It just makes me giggle. Um, I'm going to allow herself, I'm going to, I'm going to give her the floor to introduce who she is, what she kind of does in the world before we get into our conversation about porn, pornography. Uh, all right. Hi, uh, I'm Lindsay G. Um, I, I have been calling myself a porn critic for a while because it sounds, it's like a cool term. Um, I don't know if it really applies so much anymore. Um, because I started out as a porn DVD reviewer, and for a long time I was doing reviews. Um, but over the past, I don't know, eight years, I've transitioned to more of a journalist. So I like to say I'm a porn journalist these days. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, porn journalist. <laughs> <laughs> and that could be taken in several different ways. <laughs> What do you want to talk about? What do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about like, actually, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to get in there. Like, so what, what kind of porn do you like to watch or consume? That's a better way of putting it. Cause there's so many different styles of porn. There's watching porn, reading porn, listening to porn. So what kind of porn do you like to consume? Well, I like visual porn. So I like video porn. Um, I think that I could really like written porn, but I just never really like gave it a chance because I've been professionally talking about like video porn for the past 15 years. So <laughs> it's really kind of cemented my habits. Um, but yeah, I like video porn. Um, and I'm thinking about just like my viewing habits more recently. And I, I, I have a pretty wide range of taste <laughs> now that I think about it. Okay. What are your top um, three genres <laughs> genres well, that you, you like to consume? I watch a lot of lesbian porn. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably like, if you looked at my viewing history, probably number one. Okay. Um, and more recently, interestingly, I found a particular like niche, which is, solo like female usually cam girl style um girls with stock not stockings uh what do you call them? knee socks knee socks or thigh high socks on just particularly this has really been doing it for me nice um, and then after that are I they doing anything are they just wearing them and just sitting there wearing them and turning you on? Or oh, no, I mean, are they like, are they pleasing usually, themselves yeah. and masturbating? Yeah, yeah, usually okay. masturbating. But there's not really in any particular way of doing that. That I don't know, something about the socks just I find very visually pleasing, apparently. Nice. Um, and uh, after that, probably like threesome porn. I really, I have always really liked threesome and group sex porn. Um, nice. but I just find that recently I've been watching a little bit less of it. Hmm. Well, we go in cycles, right? <laughs> yeah, we grow, we evolve. Oh, we evolve, right? <laughs> we change. change. All right. So as fair as fair, I just mm -hmm. outed you, um, my turn I'll share. All right. So, um, uh, my favorite kind or style of consumption of porn would be reading porn. I really like the reading porn because then I can skim over the, all the stupid shit that annoys me <laughs> in a story <laughs> and I can drop in. I find that I have more control in my imagination for me. It's like, so I can drop into, okay, you know, she's the appropriate age that I would like her to be. And he's the, so I can put all the details that turn me on and take mm -hmm. out all the details that would normally turn me off about mm -hmm. certain stories. Um, so there's a lot more of variety for me in that huh. piece. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really an interesting perspective. Yeah. Right. But when I find that if I visually watch porn, it has to be exact or it doesn't get me off. Oh, okay. Right. So, so you have to find the visuals that you would otherwise be imagining. Exactly. Huh. 
Exactly. So for me, I find it that that's what works the best for me. Cause otherwise I'd be like, ah, yeah, I don't like her voice or, ah, I don't like his attitude or, ah, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah it's not my thing. You know? Oh, I was so into it. And then they said something stupid. Like, you're so much <laughs> yeah. it's like, man, I was just ready, right, ready to orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So I found that for me anyways, if I read it, then I can skim it, take it out, put in what I wanted to put in, all of those pieces. Oh, that is interesting to me because that is like like a whole realm of pornography that I'm not very familiar with because like I said, I just, I've been doing other stuff the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting. Maybe you, you go on that adventure for us to have a conversation about what that experience is like. That sounds fun. After that adventure. <laughs> Okay, so before, oh, so, and then my three genres, right? Fair is fair. Um, I really like kinky stuff. So I'm really into the BDSM, the power exchange, the humiliation, um, you know, um, water sports is a big one for me. Um, and for anybody who's listening, that's like, well, what's water sports, Gaia? Um, I'm not talking about water, water, water polo or ski doing. <laughs> talking about pee. maybe a little slip and slide. Slip and slide <laughs> with you know, pee, with some pee. Okay, just so we're clear on what I'm talking about. <laughs> on the same page. <laughs> I also like the whole group, group stuff, um, but more from like a train perspective oh, than okay. from a gangbang perspective oh interesting yeah huh. you know that's something we could talk about like yeah. train versus gangbang the appeal of one versus the other to the other all right so well, that's great now hold on before we get into that piece i want to go check in with our facebook live people because i don't have their screen up <laughs> right now <laughs> i feel like the facebook live people can't actually talk about anything that we're talking about in text or facebook will like come in <laughs> with a hammer so they like, get to be what? voyeurs they get to be voyeurs <laughs> lovely voyeurs we love you. Thanks okay. for voyeuring with us. <laughs> voyeuring? Voyeuring. Voyeuring? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Turn. Oh, wait. Where we go? There we go. Yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, you can't give too many details or, you know, weigh in on, you guys can't really weigh in on, you know, what kind of genre you're watching or any of that kind of stuff because Facebook's going to go a big poo-poo and then shut this whole conversation <laughs> down really quickly. Okay. We're flying under the radar. <laughs> We're totally flying under the radar. So, I mean, it's bad enough I put in the t- title porn just so that you knew what you were getting yourself into. Conversation. Okay. So if you would like, um, you know, let's see, how do we do this? Well, you're just going to have to enjoy. This is a show where you get to enjoy and you don't get to interact. You get to watch us. It's just like porn, right? You don't get to interact with the porn that you're. I mean, sometimes you can use like a zero instead of an O or a three instead of an E, that kind of thing, if you want to try to like dance around typing something that Facebook might but it's a it's a dicey uh thing because you yeah so I I say this is just a show of where you get to just watch you just get to be a voyeur enjoy sit back enjoy the show and if you have any conversations that you want to talk about you can you know or any questions that you like major questions that you might have you can send it to a pm and then um you know we'll have lindsay back on and then we can like specifically ask her those questions okay so that's how we're going to do that that's how we're going to roll all right here we go do it okay so all right what what are we going to talk about gangbang versus train versus train yeah well, I have a, I'm so intrigued by your reading habit, though, and I have other questions there. Okay. Like, like, right, well, let's start there. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, so I feel like um, most kink stuff, at least for the past, like, decade, in visual porn, 
it's almost always been filmed by kink.com. Like most of what, most of the kink porn that's out there was filmed by kink.com. Most of it for a while was in the armory. So you always have a very dungeon feel to it. Like very dungeon in a castle feel, which is very specific. Um, and like, I always feel like it's kind of dark. There's stark lighting. The lighting is almost always coming from above. So you get really dramatic shadows. Um, so if like there's something, if somebody's wet or if there's any like water going on or lube or anything, it's like very shiny. So I'm wondering when you are reading like kink porn, do you have, what does it look like in your mind? Is it, is the setup kind of similar to that? Well, I have my own dungeon. So mm -hmm. it, it kind of like, and I explore, like, so I spend a lot of time actually exploring in my dungeon. So my dungeon is kind of, it's not really very scary. Like it's not that kind of like really dark dungeony space. It's like it has exposed brick wall and, you know, wood floors and, um, you know, there's quite a bit of light coming in, even though it's in the basement, there's quite a bit of light coming in. And mm -hmm. so I think when, when I'm, the other thing is, is that I'm not actually, it's really interesting that you asked me this question. I don't really think about the, the scenario around me, like I'm very much like the act that's happening and what's happening in the sensation, what might be the sensations or the thoughts or the experience. So like mm -hmm. um, if, for example, if I were to be fantasizing about as I'm reading a story and they're talking about, you know, uh, femdom, you know, male submissive, um, I don't really see necessarily the the scene other than the apparatus that the person might be on that's using so for me when I'm like and even when I'm masturbating like and fantasizing without porn I don't have a lot of like what the scene is around okay. me or the story leading up to the scene like my brain doesn't work that way I'm kind of like get in get out don't mess my hair do it's like <laughs> <laughs> Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. And I find that really interesting because it's like, um, I've, I've been recently discovering that different people have wildly different levels of what their brain actually creates in their mind when they're reading. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people, it's all very abstract. It's the words on the page and the abstract concept of what's being talked about. For other people, it is like an incredibly detailed mental image that is created. And most of us are like somewhere in between those two. So when you add porn to the mix, which for me has always been a highly visual medium, mm -hmm. I'm just like, I need to know everything. I'm like, where do you fall on that spectrum? What do you see? Why are you interested in it? Like my, my nerdy brain just is firing off on every possible well so and it's interesting because because you are visual those were the things that you wanted to know like what does it look like and yeah. what's the thing is because your brain the way that you have been interacting and working with it is a very you know just in this just in this recent interaction i sense that you are very detail oriented like the like even with the fact that you mention the shadows of things right like that is like incredibly detail driven and or oriented in a visual experience yeah well i don't know if i would think about that if i were reading either you know i it mm. just, I just when you're thought, watching it though when you're watching porn mm -hmm. are those the pieces of those are the pieces that you're picking up that the arousal response though well i'm not sure honestly i'm not i think a little bit um i think that for me in in filmed porn well film in video porn um i think what's really important is the sort of the chemistry like the interaction between the people that's okay. the most important part um so you know you could have like a really gross looking background that does nothing for me the lighting could be bad but if the people involved are really into each other i'm probably not going to have any problem with whatever's going on in the background but if i am yeah, not really there yet or not feeling super inspired by the action that's happening. 
then yeah, I think I do, I try to like pick up on cues from the, the background and um, the lighting and, and kind of everything about what's going on to see like, okay, does this feel, does this feel natural? Does this feel good? Like, um, does it feel bad, which makes it good? Um, you know, like there's a big difference between a standard like, you know, quote unquote boy girl scene that's happening in like a porn McMansion where like, you know, it's just <laughs> like the perfect house. There's, it's big and empty, everything echoes. And like the same scene being filmed in a public park. Obviously yes. there's a lot more excitement to the public park scene because um, there's that thrill factor. Um, but again, like if the two people involved are just like so into each other and you can sense that, doesn't really matter to me where they are or what it looks like. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, it really brings up an interesting, like, uh, something that I have thought about a lot for the past 15 years while I have been writing about porn a lot, mm. which is because I have watched so much porn as a reviewer and like an op-ed writer and an interviewer and a critic and, you know, an author, all of these things I've written about porn, I have consumed a very large amount of video pornography. And that's now my standard viewing apparatus and my standard consumption apparatus for porn. And I wonder what I'm missing out on. And I often wonder if my ability to fantasize has been limited by the fact that I do take it in so visually. Because I'm not creating these scenes in my mind when I'm watching something, it's being done for me. Well, here's from a, t I'm going to put my teacher hat on for a second here. Yes, please do. <laughs> oh, teach me, Gaia. So often that, what you brought up is actually something that happens, actually. There's a desensitization that almost happens in your own ability to be able to create your own fantasies. And, mm -hmm. and the pieces of that exploration and, and pushing the boundaries because it's, you've created it in your own world instead of it being given to you, right? Yeah. And what I found is that um, when we fantasize, the importance of fantasy, whether that's through reading porn or just, you know, your Rolodeck of your spank bank, your own fantasy world, right? That those are really important pieces of our adult development into being able to be a creative problem solver. Because it's in our abilities to look at a picture, to expand our imagination, to look outside of what we can see right here is what allows us to be a brilliant creative problem solving in all areas of our lives. So I found that people who actually spend more time, this has just been my experience, that the people who have spent more time in the fantasy without the visual stimulation of porn, but the fantasy realm of porn tend to drop into easier creative problem solving and creativity in general in their lives. That is fascinating. Hmm. So that brings up other questions. <laughs> I'm trying to stick to the path that we're on. Um, it's okay. Hold on. Let's go check on Facebook. See what's happening over there. <laughs> Have we been kicked off? Who knows? <laughs> Are we still live? Hello? We're still, yeah, we're still live. Okay. All right. We're good. All right. And I'm back with you. <laughs> this is very heady stuff for a conversation about porn. So I think we're doing okay. Um, I mean, really, like, I, I, so let's, let's go back a little bit to the beginning. Um, so this is a question that I often have asked people in interview situations, um, which I think can go in a number of directions, but I like to know where you started and where you've ended up. So what was the first experience that you ever remember having with pornography? Hmm. Playbook or uh, Playboy. Yeah. Like the old school, like old school before we had like videos and before we had like, I'm old. I know I don't look old, but I'm like 
old. I'm like 45. Right? Hey, looking good. Thanks, man. So like, I remember finding like when I was a little girl, me and my cousin found her father's stash of like playgirls and like girly mags. Wow. Right. And, you know, us looking at them and then looking at our own parts and looking at each other's parts and being like, you know, we don't look like, you know, we don't have boobs. We got nothing, right? We don't have pubic hair. We don't have boobs. We're little girls, right? Like we're young, right? And we're like, our bodies don't look like that. Why don't our bodies look like that? What does it mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Right? So that was my very first experience into that world would be that. And then I remember my very first movie yeah. I ever watched was called The Golden Bone. I can't even <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a good name. <laughs> and, it's, and the premise is like, you know, there's this award show and the golden bone is the, is the, you know, the, the global, you know, like the, the award, right. For the best, whatever, I can't remember porn or whatever. Right. And so somebody stole the statue and there was like this whole mystery about trying to find the statue. And of course, while they're going on this mystery, they kept fucking people as they, you know, would end up wherever they would end up trying to find, you know, the statue. As you do. <laughs> As you do. Right. And at the end, they found the statue. And of course, there was a pool scene, like you said, the, the porn mansion, right? There was like a pool scene and they used the golden bone and everybody had a good time in the end, right? So, but that was my first, that was my first porn. And it was very interesting because it was with my best friend, who was a guy, and he got the porn from his best friend. <laughs> who stole it from his dad <laughs> yeah yeah that used to be the way <laughs> that was the way and it was on a vhs tape yes right? so, like, so me and my best friend are sitting there and we're watching this and it was really weird because there was arousal but i was like i'm not supposed to be aroused because i'm hanging out with my best friend so like i shouldn't be aroused <laughs> while i'm watching this thing but i'm totally aroused i don't know what to do with this arousal because i had already explored masturbation at this point right, in oh, my life man. so it was a very awkward and weird and incredibly uncomfortable experience <laughs> I think and then, it's pretty universal <laughs> yeah and then he was awesome because he's like here would you like me to lend this to you I'm like yes <laughs> then I watched it again by myself and got to masturbate all right. and it was all good <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so nice he understood that's lovely <laughs> I'm pretty sure he felt the same way like yeah so weird awkward oh <laughs> That's so good. I was just thinking that's like a parental nightmare situation, you know, because like parents were probably like, it's fine that her best friend is a guy. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> as long as they don't do these five things together. <laughs> Number one. Watch porn together. <laughs> uh, at least that's in my world how I was brought up. That was definitely on the list. <laughs> What about you? What was your first? Um, I don't, I'm not actually sure what came first. My memory is just bad overall. And the longer ago it was, the worse it is. But I think that my first was um, my best friend's grandfather had a stash of penthouse magazines in the upstairs bathroom at their house. And when she discovered them, she immediately invited all the rest of us over so that we could look at them. So we had like, like leafing through um, penthouse forum mm -hmm. in the back where they, they used to have all the letters written in about all the dirty things that people had so, so-called done. Yes. Um, so we would like hang out in the bathroom. I don't know like how the adults around didn't notice that there were three of us in the bathroom for like an hour. Um, <laughs> like, what did they think we were doing in there? But, and it's so interesting <laughs> that they just, the adults just left the porn mags laying out. They were, I guess it was like, we're grandparents. We're not responsible for what the kids do here. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I remember reading those letters aloud to my friends. Um, and I, I don't know, we were probably like 10. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that obviously also looking at the pictures, but I remember the stories more than the pictures. Um, ah. Like uh, the ones that were like really gross. Like there was one that was a, a guy who was a janitor at some place and there was a woman in the stall who like he went and had sex with her and like it was like her foot was up on the up on the the flushing mechanism and like the toilet kept flushing so he was talking about like like sewer water like coming out of the toilet and like splashing around their ankles and I think I was at the perfect age where like gross out stuff like that still had a big impact on me yeah but it was also aroused and I remember my I was just like what is happening I feel weird like oh this is gross like <laughs> I remember that story really clearly um and then I guess we were probably like 15 when a different friend I had I had a very stable friend group throughout my my living at home years um so same group of friends but a different friend was house sitting and <laughs> she was house sitting in this house that had this awesome entertainment center for the time it had like a really big tv with like awesome speakers and the friend whose grandfather had the penthouse magazines her parents had a VHS porn collection that she raided and she brought this tape over. And so there were like five of us, we had popcorn and we were alone in this house and we were like, all right, let's do it. Um, and so we were giggling so much that I don't really remember that much of the details. I don't know what the movie was called. We called it Boner Beach. <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the plot involved a bunch of people staying at a beach house together and, of course, like, boning the whole time. Um, well, but there were, of like, course. I think there were, like, three or four women and only one guy. Mm. So he had sex with everybody. And he was very, very hairy, mm. which makes me think, like, by the time we were watching this, it was probably, I don't know, like, very late 90s. But the hairiness of the male lead makes me think that it was probably filmed like early 80s, In the late 80s, 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was very when old. it was when it was like boom chicka wow wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there boom, was chicka, music. Wow, wow. It was very like grainy and fuzzy. Yeah. And we were just like dying with laughter because like the the situations that they came up with for them to have sex were just like so completely ridiculous. Like there was this one scene where this lady was in the kitchen and she was making a salad, but she could hear people in the other room getting it on. So she like looks at all of the like implements that she has out on the counter. And I'm like, oh, use the carrot. And everybody's like, yeah, the carrot, cause it's like a nice big yeah. carrot. Instead, she chose a rib of celery to masturbate with. And we were like, what are you doing? It's not even shaped right. The ribbing is going in the wrong direction. What? No. <laughs> Fail! You fail! <laughs> what are you doing? I love it. So it was it was a blast. We had a great time, and um, I, and that was in the age where like I think that my computer, my my family computer at home, had an internet connection, but like you, it took like twenty minutes to download a photo of like a boob, you know. So it was it was a while between Boner Beach and the next time that I saw any video porn. I re just remembered that my mom, I'm totally adding my mom right now. Um, my mom, <laughs> she had, she had uh, this book called The Secret Garden. I know The Secret Garden. <laughs> that's, that's not a sexy book. <laughs> Um, well, no, th I, there's two different books. There's one that's all about sex, and the other one is all about, like, the kids. That's the one like you're thinking about. Consumptive children in, in Great Britain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not that book. It's, it's the one where the, there's all these short stories. So the author of the book, she interviewed thousands of women and wrote down their porn stories. I have heard about this. Yes, I have. Okay. All right. I know things. <laughs> and so it was on the back of the bath, like in the bathroom on the back of the toilet one day. 
I was like, oh, what's this? And I like pick it up and I'm like, start reading. So, you know, and this and the this one, you know, story was about this woman, she's at she's at this football rally, and this man, you know, comes up behind her in the in the in the stands and basically puts his hand, you know, in her crotch and he tells her not to turn around and he whispers in her ear and he gets she gets off on the experience and then he like leaves before she can see who he was wow. and I I remember reading this I'm like oh my god this is really hot and like I'm like what is happening and it's like where did this book come from but it was like this it's like magic right? porn fairy showed up that's wild it sounds almost like on purpose like yeah. your mom was like, it is time and like, <laughs> left it there for you. <laughs> so, you know, I went and, you know, masturbated thinking about the, how hot that story was and blah, 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 blah. And then, but my mom always had like lots of religious books on the back of the toilet, right? Like she was very much about like all diversity, right? So like mm -hmm. there was like Buddhism and, you know, all of all of the different religions of the world, right? So I think she probably just brought this book in that she forgot. She left it in the <laughs> so anyways, so the next time I go to the bathroom, the next time I go into masturbate, I go to try to find the book. I can't find the book. The book's nowhere to be found. I'm like, what happened to the magic book that had these magic stories? <laughs> what happened? I lost the book. And at that point, I couldn't actually have a conversation with my mom. Like, I couldn't have just said, hey, you know the porn book that was in the bathroom? I need like, that. <laughs> Where did you put the porn book? Oh and God. I did look through her, like, I searched it out because it was really like this magic book of like, yeah, whoa. And so I like, would, I went through her, all of her drawers. Like, I tried to find this book. It disappeared. <laughs> she figured it out. <laughs> she years came back later, in later. Years and was later, like, oh. I bought the book so I could read the whole book. I only got one story out of it <laughs> the first time around. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta find that book. That sounds awesome. I hesitate to say this because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But when I was quite young, I came upon a copy of The Joy of Sex mm. in a family member's things and. I, this, I mean, I guess that was quite a long time ago. It was even old when I found it when I was a kid, but that book was from, I think the early seventies ish. Um, it might be the late sixties. Yeah, it might be. It, there, the, there it's are very of, old. <laughs> there are lots of drawings in it um, yes. of people performing the acts that the book is describing and they're like line drawings and they're, they're hippies. They're, <laughs> the people involved are definitely hardcore hippies. Uh, there's lots of hair everywhere. Um, and I, like, I mean, I, I, w when I was growing up, I was always very interested in sex. Like, I had a similar experience to yours. Um, when I was very, very young, my parents had, like, a, you know, How Babies Are Made book. Mm -hmm. And it actually, it had um, how babies are made for all different species, which I thought was really interesting. It was like, here's how plants reproduce. Here's how lots of like birds reproduce. Here's how humans reproduce. And I was like, wow. And I liked that book so much and asked my parents to read it to me so much that it conveniently disappeared by the time I was like six. And I remember searching for it because I really, something about that book was really interesting to me. Um, and I didn't find it until years later, like tucked into this shelf situation that was like on a back porch kind of place <laughs> where nobody ever looked. And I had just assumed because we moved and it disappeared after we moved. So I had assumed it got lost in the shuffle. And then I found it again. And I was like, they fucking hid it from me. Jerk faces. Jerks. So when I found the joy of sex, I was still pretty young and I was like, my brain had been turning over all of those things that I read about in the How Babies Are Made book, trying mm -hmm. to figure out how they actually looked, like how things really worked. And then I found the joy of sex and it was like, all my questions were answered, plus a whole lot of other information. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I would like, if I had friends over, 
I would like, we would like sneak in and like find that book and like leaf through it real quick together and giggle a lot and then like put it away and run away. Like, um, I don't know that I actually really learned a lot from it because it was such a furtive thing, but it was really fun and weirdly educational. Like there were, um, there were like Japanese, uh, like wood print, woodblock print style yeah. Um, or engravings, or I don't even remember what, um, where, like, the, the, it's very, it's highly stylized, so you have two people, they're wearing, like, flowing robes and kimonos and stuff, and they're kind of all over the place, and then, like, the genitals were, like, huge. Oh, and, yes, over, over the top. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I, I remember just looking at them and be like, what am I looking at? Like, it took a really long time to figure out who was doing what, um, and then some, like, Indian uh, images of, like, you know, wild positions that, <laughs> that nobody in the Western Hemisphere had ever figured out yet. <laughs> yeah, probably from the Kama Sutra, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I remember just, like, poring over these images, like, trying to figure out what was going on, um, and then all of the line drawings of the hippies were, like, so much underarm hair, which I had never seen <laughs> <laughs> like I think there was an image of somebody sucking on somebody else's underarm hair and I was like what? <laughs> okay that leads I got a story about that I, I shouldn't have a story about that but no no <laughs> I like to be in company where I say something like that and somebody says oh I have a story <laughs> So when I found the Joy of Sex book, I was 16, I think. I was 16. And I had been having sex for a long time and, you know, all this stuff. And so I was with this boy. And, you know, we're reading the book. And I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And learn all this stuff. And I remember, I remember the coming to, like, the whole armpit section around the scent and the smell and the taste and the, all that kind of stuff. And it was like, I was like, ooh, this is so weird and so <laughs> gross. And I'm like, I am not. Like, I was like, I was like so adamantly, like, turned off by this whole thing about the armpit. I was like, oh, we can have anal sex. <laughs> we can do all these other things. But do not touch my armpit. <laughs> There's no way touching my armpit. That's so weird. But, I mean, like, it makes sense. But it's also really weird. <laughs> you know, right? So, and he was really into, like, smells. I see, like, I have a very, I have a very sensitive sniffer. And so I only like really pleasant sound smells anything that has any kind of potency to it it's like unpleasant for me like completely okay. the opposite of arousal it's the mm. opposite of that right I like things that smell like flowers <laughs> if it doesn't smell <laughs> like flowers I'm not really into it right <laughs> arousal response right yeah so he was really into sniffing right he, and this was like a young in my in my beginning of my sexual development like now I would just be like I'd be different I'm a totally different person than I was back then right so yeah so he's constantly trying to sniff my armpits all the time I'm like get away from me you weirdo like I was like totally shamed him like it was not okay like man, looking back on it, it's awful right but I remember as that him having a conversation says see this is a thing people are turned on by this blah 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 like he had proof it was like he was making the book. There was proof in the book that I was the weirdo and he wasn't the weirdo. Look, these hippies love it. <laughs> and it took me many, many years to move through my stuff around armpits and, you know, letting anybody else touch my armpits. And then I had my first armpit gasm once I get over it. Like, they weren't wrong. Like, the, the, you know, like I look back on it and I'm like, no, the hippies weren't wrong. They were right about the whole like <laughs> nerve endings and the sensory stuff and the blah, blah, blah. Those kind of things. So, that's so, oh, that's, it's a beautiful journey that you've been on with your armpits. <laughs> full circle with my armpits. <laughs> and funny. I had a friend too who was all into armpits. I was like, you are 
weird. Like it was like, it was like, I was suspect all this time people kept coming into my life that were in armpits. I was like, this is like, I'm like, what is wrong with all of you people? Why are you all into armpits? The, the universe's armpit was beckoning you throughout your whole life. <laughs> come to the pit side. Come, come, come to the pit side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So I have a question for you, actually. Okay. So when was the first time you watched porn, engaged in porn with a partner? And what was that? How did that, how did that integrate, like interaction happen? That's a really good question. It was probably... I was probably in college sometime because college was the first time like I was living on my own and I had a computer of my own in like my own private room after a few years um anyway so probably it happened at some point there but I don't have a clear memory of that so I'm not sure but I can de- I can say for absolutely certain that when I started my porn DVD reviewing gig in the late aughts, um, I definitely started watching porn with my partner at the time. Um, and there was like a whole lot of like weird sort of build up around it because in basically in the years between college, so I went to college in New York City. And then I went on a few adventures in other parts of the country and then came back to New York and moved in with my like long-term, like long distance boyfriend at the time. Um, And in the sort of the years between when I left New York and when I came back to New York, I had been living primarily like alone. I had been single um, and I had lived in like several very remote areas. So I had taken to watching porn online to keep myself occupied and I was getting worried about my masturbating alone to porn habit so when I moved back to New York and I moved in with my boyfriend I remember thinking like great I'm gonna have a willing partner with me like most of the time so I won't need to watch porn and I did have a willing partner and we did have a lot of sex but I still found myself watching a lot of porn and I was like horrified by it because I was like I thought it it felt bad it felt like I was doing like something that I didn't need to be doing when he wasn't around or like maybe I wasn't getting something out of our sexual relationship so when I landed a gig as a porn reviewer for an adult magazine I remember thinking this is great this is like sanctioned porn Like, I'm supposed to watch this, so I don't have to keep it a secret that I'm watching a bunch of porn, and I can even invite him to watch it with me, so that'll be fun. Um, So we did. We watched some porn together, and it was, like, fine. (laughs) I don't know. It wasn't a particular thrill for me, though. I guess, um, I I mean, there's always, like, a, a little bit of awkwardness when you try something like that with someone um and I feel like he and I both had a little bit of like enough awkwardness about it that it never became like a thing that we were like yeah Mm. let's do that together a lot it was more like yeah okay this is a little weird it's kind of we're kind of turned on okay I guess we'll have sex but it wasn't it wasn't like yes this is our thing now um and I've found that actually, like, in most of my relationships since then, that that's, that's been a continued theme. Like, okay, this is a little awkward, and it's kind of fun, but it's not, not going to be a theme. Um, which, eh, I don't know. I'm ambivalent about it. There are other things to do with a partner besides that. So I don't watch a whole lot of porn with partners. I remember 
the first boy who I watched porn with outside of my best friend, which was basically <laughs> um, not long after that, that was like, hey, I want to see more of that. And I had no access to it, right? Like that was yeah. part of this whole thing, like being a girl, like you couldn't go into the porn store, you couldn't mm -hmm. go get rent a porn, like you can't, like, where are you going to get the porn? Like there was like, there was a lack of porn. And I, it's yeah. not like the world, it's not like today with the internet. <laughs> we didn't have the internet. Back, Back in the, in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have access. And I remember being like, and this particular boyfriend was uh, really good about, he was all about exploratory. Like his whole mission in life was all about giving me the ultimate orgasm to make me pass out. Like that was his goal, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel really lucky in the beginning of my sexual activity that I yeah. found, that's who I found and basically helped me become the sex goddess that I am because of that, right? <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I, of course I told him about, you know, the porn that I watched with my best friend because we talked about that kind of stuff. And and he's like, well, would you like to watch some together? I said, yes. I said, okay, but I'm like, I don't know how to get it. How do you get it, right? And he was a, little, he was a couple of years older than me. He was, he was 18, yeah. So he was 18. So he could go and get porn, right? Ooh, he had the hookup. <laughs> I had a hookup. <laughs> So I remember him getting different, we watched different genres of porn because he was like wanting to see what actually turned me on. Huh. And the thing that really turned me on back then was girl on girl action. But I couldn't admit that that turned me on. Like I couldn't, like, so it was oh. this weird thing about, like I had this shame that it turned me on. I didn't want to admit that it turned me on. And I was like worried that, I, you know, I'm going to be a lesbian and all this stuff. So this was like before I like, you know, went on the journey of like owning my sexuality. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he would be like, put his hand between my legs and he'd be like, so, you know, we were watching porn and there's like two, you know, a couple and, you know, and then there's like a threesome with two dudes and a girl. And then there'd be like the scene where there's like two women. And every time it came to the two women, he would put his hands between my legs and I'd be like dripping wet. <laughs> And he's like, gotcha. Yeah. He's like, does that turn you on? I'm like, no, it's disgusting. <laughs> and he was like, but he was smart enough to be like, it doesn't really matter whether she's ready to look at that or not. It is what it is. So like, I was very lucky that he was enlightened wow. in that way. Yeah. Right? For an 18 year old guy, that is pretty advanced. <laughs> oh yeah. He was quite advanced. Cause he was like, whatever. You can tell yourself whatever you want, but your vagina's lying. Your vagina's telling the truth. You're lying. You're you're lying. Vagina's true. You're lying. Your vagina's true. Right? The vag knows. And the vag knows. <laughs> vag knows. So yeah, so that was kind of like that was an interesting experience of like I really enjoyed it and I really wanted to watch more, but I didn't want him to know why I really wanted to watch more. Because I felt shame about the fact mm -hmm. that I was really turned on by watching two women have sex. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so there was this, all this weird sort of stuff that was interplay in the arousal response with the shame, with the, all of the pieces, right? Yeah, it's so complicated. It is very complicated. Um, I'm not going to remember enough of the details that this will come across sounding nearly as smart as I wanted to, but um, there was a study done, I think in the early 2000s, um, that used a plethysmograph to measure blood circulation in the genital area of um, cisgender women while they watched a variety of different, like I think they had completely non-pornographic material, and then they had pornographic material showing, you know, men with men, women with women, men with women, um, they even had like some like apes having sex in there and <clears throat> they would ask the women after viewing each type of clip how turned on they felt and then they would compare that result with what the plethysmograph said and the plethysmograph said that most of these women were turned on by literally all of the pornographic material including the ape sex like there was engorgement of the area um, from all of the sexual activity that they watched but most of the women only would report feeling turned on by the things that they said turned them on so if they were you know heterosexual the yeah. guy and the girl getting it on would turn them would turn on their brains and their bodies 
Um, and I, there haven't been a ton of studies that have followed that up to like try to figure out more about what those findings mean. Um, but I find that really interesting because the vag knows. <laughs> but for cisgender men, it's the opposite. They literally only get turned on by what, what they say they like. Um, and I think there's like so many different reasons that those two things could be true. Yeah. Um, I think men have a lot less shame about what they like. Generally speaking, they're not taught to be ashamed of their bodies. But there's also like a big disconnect between the way that cisgender women think they get turned on and what actually does it for their bodies. So, oh yeah, that's 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 a fascinating. That's fascinating, and that that in itself could be like a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So. We didn't, we really just talked about our own journey today. <laughs> yeah. So I, in, which awesome. uh, and which I want to close up because we've been almost like an hour, but I want to like, you know, leave everybody with something like maybe a porn challenge. Let's do a porn challenge. <laughs> hmm. Have somebody put their hands between your legs while you're watching porn that you don't think you like. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> But I think that we should like leave the audience with like some, like for you, I would say you're, you can give me a challenge. I'll give you a challenge. Okay. Oh. And then we can give the audience a challenge. Mm, okay. All right. All my right. challenge for you is okay. next time you are reading super hot porn, spend a little time thinking about what the environment looks like. I just, I want to know what your brain comes up with. Okay. I can do that. Cool. Uh, well, my challenge to you is super easy. Start reading porn. <laughs> and see what where, happens. Where do, where should I go? Like Okay, is, so, so so all right. So one of the there's there's a Oh, what's the name of it? I will send you uh, I'll send you a couple links of okay. like um, erotica literotica actually literotica.com oh, yeah i know about them okay right is a good is a good one um i want more hard hardcore extreme stuff so i go to xxnx and oh, then yeah. they have all the videos and all that stuff but yeah. they also have a section where it says sex stories oh, and you can okay. click in the sex stories section and it gives you a, a content warning of like what you're getting yourself into so that you know what you're getting yourself into that you're not reading and then all of a sudden you're like wow red not okay armpits <laughs> um so those are those are the more you know i would say hardcore spaces there's a okay. lot of like uh female erotica um you know friendly spaces where it's a little less uh mm -hmm. intense um but seeing that you've watched porn you're forever and reviewed i'm pretty sure you're good to navigate wherever you need to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm a seasoned professional <laughs> yeah but for anybody who's listening at this point that's kind of a newbie to this concept let's start somewhere don't go to xx and x okay do not go there all right start <laughs> not with, for beginners <laughs> not for beginners start because you'll be traumatized and then you're gonna have to call me and you'll be like gaia you traumatized me <laughs> Now I can't have sex ever again. So yeah, don't go there. Okay. Newbies, <laughs> don't go there. All right. Um, yeah. So that would be, that would be my challenge for you is just to start like really and see what that experience is like for you. Like, yeah. what does it feel like? What are the thoughts process? Um, and what happens the next time you masturbate without porn? Yeah. Right. Oh gosh. I'm going to be on a whole journey. This is great. <laughs> honestly I think I've been kind of wanting to explore that but I kind of needed like a, a prompt I needed like or an excuse you know be like I'm gonna bookmark some time for this activity you know <laughs> nice nice yeah. uh, for our audience I'm gonna give them the same challenge so if you watch porn like if you are visually stimulating and you're always watching porn um, first of all, I would switch over from high gloss porn to amateur porn because that will help with, um, and we didn't get into all the, the things about the good, the bad, the ugly of like porn, which is going to be our next, 
I'm going to have, you're coming back on. We're going to have okay. a conversation about that. I'll report back in. And then you can report back in. I'll report back in. Um, so you move over to amateur porn so that you're seeing real people with real bodies having real sex. So that's really important. Um, and that I recommend going and reading because it helps with creating, like I said, helps with your creative problem solving skills and it helps you to expand and exercise your brain and your imagination, which is a really important part of, you know, being able to see the world from different viewpoints and different perspectives. Um, if you read porn and that's your consumption, typically, then um, your challenge is, is to go watch some porn. And Go watch some porn that is not normally in your wheelhouse. Hmm. Yeah. Because the whole, for me personally, I think pornography can be used not as an educational tool, never as an educational tool. You can never learn anything from porn. Okay. Very important. <laughs> I just need to say that. All right. But I think porn can be used from this beautiful place of inspiring new possibilities and new journeys of our sexual evolution and our sexual development. Agreed. And when we look at it from that perspective, then it doesn't, there's, doesn't have any negative benefit. It doesn't have any negative byproducts to it. And so I think that that's a, a really beautiful thing. So if you watch, you listen, you read, whatever it is that you do, do something new, expand out a little bit and go into a genre that you don't normally use and do that piece around what is your general what is your body telling you your response arousal response is not what your brain is because <laughs> that's really that's the space in which our deep sexual arousal response comes from is not what we intellectually have said is okay for us to be turned on by hmm. it's the parts where we don't think are okay for us to be turned on by that we are turned on by the most yeah so yeah. oh boy i can't wait till we talk again i have all these little like <laughs> i'm like oh, 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 oh. Make, make notes <laughs> make notes make notes write it out all right how can people spend more time with you Lindsay? uh well the most direct way is my website uh it's lindsayg.com and i'm gonna spell it because my name is spelled weirdly it's l-y-n-s-e-y-g.com um there's no d in it forget the d you don't need a bee to <laughs> hang out with me. Hey, that rhymes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from my website, you can find you know all of my social media um, and all of the other things that I do in different places on the internet. Um, and yeah, just explore from there. Beautiful. Thanks for being on the show. This was so much fun. This was so was, much fun. I love having conversations like this because you just don't have an opportunity in everyday life to talk about your first experiences with porn. <laughs> I know. I've never had this conversation publicly. And my audiences are like, oh, we're getting to learn more about guys. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> um, I'd like to have you on as a, a regular guest because I think this is like going to be a great series of leaning into all the pieces because today we just talked about our own journey we didn't talk about anything about how it affects people how it affects relationships how to how to you know navigate that how to move with it in a healthy way how it you know cannot be in a healthy way like we didn't get into any we didn't get into anything about what's happening in the industry we didn't get any into any of those things and like you know you and I were talking before we went on hit live um, was that this is a huge topic yeah. huge topic so um, you are now you ready for it? My orgasmic life's porn expert. <laughs> awesome. I dub you. <laughs> Thank you. I have been anointed. You've been anointed as the porn expert of my orgasmic life. <laughs> I like it. I humbly accept. Excellent. So for all of our listeners, all of our viewers, thank you for hanging out with us today. You want to spend more time with me, you can visit me at succulentliving.com for all your sexual wellness needs, for all your BDSM needs. You can find me at empressgaia.com. For all of your online education and training, you can find me at succulentliving.com under the work with us and online training. I, all the links will be in the show notes. Let's see what else. Oh, if you love me, which I know you do, <laughs> 
then come support my Patreon. Come support me so that I can support you guys and just keep showing up for you guys. And if you can find me on the social media under Gaia Morset and Empress Gaia. And don't forget to check out Tickle.Life's podcast, which I also host, which Lindsay was also on. So if you wanted yeah. to learn about that boyfriend that she moved back to New York and the adventures of that boyfriend, that's the same boyfriend, right, that we talked about? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, just making sure. Um, <laughs> she gives a lot of juicy details about all of that and all, sex and group sex and swingers and all sorts of good stuff. So go check out that episode on my uh, Tickle.Life's podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Right? So thanks for being with us. And I lovingly invite you to go explore pornography. And we'll be back with another episode about it. Uh, probably in a couple months, actually. Cool. So, that's it. That's all. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.